Hello, welcome to the With Parents Podcast. My name is Jason Gannon, the pastor of Kids and Families. I'm so glad you tuned in. You will feel amazing after this episode. If you're a parent who's ever felt like you couldn't figure it out, you didn't know what to do, you're gonna hear from two of our experts, and they're gonna share some great tactical ways that you think about parenting early childhood, that's four and under uh, here at Resurrection. So we're focusing on early childhood, but let me tell you what you're gonna hear. You're gonna hear two moms who get it, who understand because they've raised amazing kids. They're continuing to do that and they're gonna help you see how to raise your kids with love to understand who Jesus can be in their lives. So let's get into it. Amy, Jennifer, so glad you're here. This is gonna be an exciting session. And uh, I think we were nervous right beforehand. And, and sometimes this happens with little ones. You you both kind of lead a lot of early childhood moments and gatherings. So why don't you start us off by how you open a session with early childhood kids? Well, we open with some Bible words, don't we, Amy? Let's you wanna do, do some let's together? Do some. Okay, okay, let's do it. Jesus said, come follow me, Matthew 419. Good job. Good Way job. to go. Okay, see, we're going to have some fun today. That was awesome. That was awesome. I am sitting here with two of our experts at Resurrection. They serve full-time. Uh, Amy serves at our Leewood location. Jennifer serves at our Overland Park location. And I'd love for them both to just... Well, just tell us who they are. So Amy, why don't we begin with you? Great, thank you, Jason. Yes, I have been here at the church for, gosh, 20 years I've been coming to church. Uh, my kids have been uh, raised in this church. Uh, about five years into being a member here, there was an opening for a job and so I, I can do that and jumped in. And now I'm here 17 years later as uh, early childhood director and loving every minute of it. So. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've lived through it with my two kids who are now grown at 21 and 24. I have one graduating next week, so excited yeah. about that. Celebration. Two it's amazing graduates. to imagine. Uh, I know. Because I, I know mostly it's uh, young parents watching, but this this is a beautiful picture of two things. Number one, uh, there, there are these celebrated moments that are hard to imagine right now, but they're coming. Mm -hmm. And you can volunteer and find yourself in a lead position for years to come, so that's exciting. <laughs> So Jennifer, tell us about you. Well, speaking of volunteering and becoming involved in ministry, I started out as a volunteer mom at the church that I was attending at the time, and I got offered a job in ministry. And now some many years later, probably eight full-time years later, I am still um, in ministry. I love it. I especially have a heart for our early childhood kids. It's like my sweet spot on Sunday morning. Um, I have a 22-year-old son that is in college and living his best life and just really love um, spending Sunday mornings with kids and having that be like the, one of the highlights of their week and um, equipping parents to um, teach their kids at home. Oh, that's awesome. I, I mean that when I tell you that these are two of our experts. They understand early childhood ministry like nobody else I've, I've ever encountered. They have great creativity, um, like amazing creativity, and great joy. And I, I think that's part of it. It's instinctual almost. It's as if God created the both of you to absolutely be with little kids and their families uh, in, in their walk of faith. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to share some practical ways. We're going to share some great theory and practice when we think about young kids. But, but right out of the gate, I want you to know that both of these ladies would be happy to connect with you. Even if you're not a part of our faith community, which we'd love to invite you to, uh, they're available and they love to meet with kids and families and just talk about faith or whatever struggle you might be having. Uh, and let's let's start there, because I know like a lot of young parents have a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of worry about like being a good parent. What would you say to them? <laughs> 
Well, what I would say is, uh, especially when it comes to faith at home, is that you don't have to be an expert in in that. Uh, it's, the most important thing is to have fun with your kids, to engage yeah, them in activities, and just know that you don't have to know all the answers. Uh, so true. Yeah, so, and, and really what we're talking about today is ways that you can incorporate this into your everyday life. It's, it's not mes- meant to be an add-in to your already busy schedule. It's taking advantage of those times in the morning uh, while you're in the car uh, and just and finding ways to bring faith into your home. So, um, yeah, just to re- relax as much as you can, enjoy the moments that you that you have presence with the kids. So, yeah. Uh, that's great. I appreciate you saying that. I, I know... Um, and, and even when you say it, it feels like, yeah, that's something we can do. It's just moving into our natural day, mm-hmm. natural rhythms of life. Um, one of the things you said earlier was like a simplicity of understanding mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. about faith. And mm-hmm. we believe here at Resurrection, this is the best place to raise your family. And part of it is because of the essentials we're teaching kids. And I want to get right into, you might not even think of this as an essential of faith, but I guess with early childhood kids, this is really important to relationships. So let's talk about relationships. Mm-hmm. Let's start with you, Amy. Okay. Yeah, relationships. This age of kid, when you're talking about early childhood, they're creating relationships with lots of people. You start off as a baby, you're attached to just your mom, your dad, but then you'll have grandparents come in and neighbors come in. And we want to make sure one of the relationships that they're having is with God. We want to teach them about God and we want to teach them how to have a relationship with God and Jesus. And so um, there's lots of ways to do that that we'll be talking about. But relationships are important and mean a lot to kids this age. Yeah. And Jennifer, a lot of that happens through worship. And how does how does worship play out with four and under? Like, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> worship with four and under is all about fun. Um, it's about um, singing and dancing and um, exploration and wonder. It's that magic of seeing things for the first time or are learning things for the first time and knowing um, like we want kids to know that God made me. God loves me and Jesus wants to be my friend forever. And to see them learn those very simple truths and embrace them is pretty awesome. Well, I want to repeat that because those are what we what we kind of call our faith markers for this grade level, this age level of early childhood, four and under. God made me, God loves me, and Jesus wants to be my friend forever. That is like critical teaching that we hope every child comes away with. And um, you talked, Amy, in our in our previous conversation about how to how talking to God and prayer with kids kind of play that out for mm-hmm, us for mm-hmm. parents. Yeah, so prayer. Uh, when you're teaching young kids about that, you need to just teach them simple. Like they're used to talking to people on the phone, so. Right. Prayer is just talking to God, and there's no right or wrong way to pray. You can pray anytime, anywhere, about anything. Uh, And so just teaching the kids that uh, when you're driving in the car and somebody with the siren goes by, just say, oh, somebody must be hurt. Let's stop and say a prayer right now and just say, dear God, please watch over the people that that ambulance is going to go see. Um, Or just going outside and seeing the beautiful rainbow and say, Wow, that's an amazing rainbow. Thank you, God, for making that beautiful rainbow. So as I said, just making it simple, um, relating it to the kids, and uh, just letting them know it's about talking to God. That's great. That's great advice. And um, also, uh, kids this age, we don't often think about being like memorizing Scripture or learning Scripture, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily about the whole understanding of a paraphrase, right? But it's mm-hmm. about 
Yeah. What do you call? What do we call it? We call it Bible words, yes. and so we're learning, teaching them words in the Bible. And as you saw us at the beginning, it's putting actions to those words and making it simple, just few words. Um, Kids love to do that. I mean, put actions to things they're going to remember that, and you're putting things in their heart by teaching them. I know that we have kids uh, younger than two that can learn these these Bible words, and so it's so fun, especially with repetition uh, in our worship times. We have so much fun teaching the kids these Bible words and just saying, "Wow, that's amazing! It's in God's God's Word, the Bible." And so yeah. teaching them about the Bible. So, what are some of those words so that we kind of help parents mm-hmm. think about like what are those Bible words? We might say. Mm-hmm. Um, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. That's yes. Just very simple. Um, we're teaching that God gave us His Son. That's when we're learned. We learned yeah. in December. Yeah. Um, so as I said, just very simple truths. Um, yeah, very simple truths. Yeah. Anything you words. would add, uh, Jennifer? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just about it's using words like prayer too, and mm-hmm. Jesus, and God, and the Bible, and just having that part of the natural rhythm of the things that you talk about um, at home and in your family, mm-hmm. and making um, the Bible available and out there for the kids to see and to see you reading the Bible mm-hmm. too. So I think those are that's important just to work in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite uh, quote of all time is example is not uh, the best way of teaching. It's the only way. And that seems to be very appropriate when Mm -hmm. we think about the littles, Mm -hmm. right? Because they model everything. I can remember Mm -hmm. my daughters modeling things I didn't want them to model. And it was almost like this little reminder (laughs) from God that you're always watching. And so then I would notice when I did the things that I really hoped they would do, if I modeled that, Mm -hmm. they would... They would reflect that, right? They would see that. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned uh, mm-hmm. somebody talked to you about, or you were talking about uh, having your kids see you yes. read scriptures. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yes. I remember early on, my kids were probably three and four at the time, and I was in a Bible study class, and they're like, so do your kids ever see you reading the Bible? And I'm like, well, no, I do it during quiet time in my bedroom while they're taking a nap. And it just made me realize that I want them to see me reading the Bible. That's the most important book there is. And so they're going to imitate what I do. So I changed how I did things. I put the Bible out in the middle of our table. So it was always very visible. I would get my Bible out and say, hey, go get your Bible. Let's read our Bibles together. And so I think that made a huge difference in remembering that they do imitate what you do and they see what's important to you and want to do it also. And I know a lot of uh, families do this. Maybe you do this. We did it in our home. I think uh, we called it roses and thorns, mm-hmm. uh, but you called it uh, highs and lows, highs and lows <laughs> yes. which I thought was great too. I've heard uh, I've heard a couple others that don't come to mind right now, but but that's another way to talk about life and faith connecting, mm-hmm. right? The things that we're grateful for through the day, the things that maybe were ta- challenging or a struggle. I think that's important too. Sometimes you know we're afraid to have those conversations with our kids about sad feelings or angry feelings, mm-hmm. that all of this is a part of our faith life. It's mm-hmm. not just about when things are going great. Mm-hmm. Um, and kids get that sometimes, I think, even more than we do as adults, right? <laughs> like we're like, we, we get afraid of that. I, I just think that's awesome. Uh, I love when you talk about Bible words, uh, eight words or less. Tell me about that. I thought that was brilliant when we talk about our curriculum and what we're doing. And just so you know, these two ladies work with the rest of our team building and developing our monthly curriculum for uh, early childhood and elementary across the board. And these are the kinds of things that we think about. Uh, and tell us more about the eight words or less. Tell us, Amy. Yeah, well, with, with kids, they have very limited vocabulary, and they remember 
just a few words. So you want to make sure that when you're teaching Bible words that you're trying to keep them as short as possible. So yeah. kind of use the rule of eight uh, words or less as a good practice. I thought that was great. Yeah. I think I think that would I would have benefited from that if I'd heard that yeah. earlier in my life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And of course, you also want to put actions with it because they're going to imitate the actions yes. also. And you're, the truth is, you're learning right along with them. You don't have to have this all memorized. I mean, you're learning easy scriptures, and you—that's how I remember a lot. My mom taught me by singing a song or doing actions. So that's how I remember uh, the fruit of the spirit. Yes. Uh, I could I have a song or the disciples' names. I could sing that to you. So. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, so great. As I said, remember that you're learning right along with them and you don't have to know all that's the answers. Good. Yeah, And just make it fun. I think yeah. that's the thing. It's it's all about, yeah, making it fun for them. and That's important yeah. to remember. It right? is. Yeah. And we forget it, that we're in our business. I remember when mm-hmm. my youngest daughter, she must have been three or four years old, and we were walking across a parking lot at sunset. And I'm walking, and all of a sudden I realize she's not following me. I turn around, and she is caught in awe of the sunset. And I had not even noticed it, right? Because I was just too busy, too thinking about whatever I had to get done. And she's paused and she's recognized this beautiful moment of God, of the creation of God. And I could just see in her face this, wow. And I, I, I feel like that was a message from God to remind us, like our kids remind us of what's important sometimes. Um, and, and, and we have to be intentional. It's about intentional parenting. It's not about perfect parenting. And you guys have mentioned some of these intentional things. What I love about both of you is not only are you great kids ministers, but you are great parents. And you may not have always felt that way, but I can see it because uh, I get to work with you a lot. And you had, you've mentioned some things about when your kids were little moments where you had these like almost like God glimpses where your kids were getting it. Share with us one of those, Jennifer. So... Um one of the things that I'll always remember and keep so close to my heart is when um, Ethan was in about, he's about five years old, probably in kindergarten, and we had had a, a fun evening plan to go over to his grandma's house, who he loved and was, yeah, they just were best friends, and um, she wasn't feeling good that day, so it wasn't something that we were going to be able to go do, and instead of him throwing a big fit, he wanted to grab my hand and pray for grandma so that she felt better, even though it was his his plans that weren't going to be the same. And, and that's hard for um, younger kids to really accept sometimes when things don't go their way. And um, for him to think outside of himself and think about her first and how she was feeling, I mean, to me, that just, that's they're learning kindness and love towards others and putting other people first. And I feel like we need so much more of that in the world. So that was one of my finer parenting moments. <laughs> There's been some that um, haven't been so fine. <laughs> but that was one of the finer parenting moments where I really felt like everything that we had done to to show him what it meant to follow Jesus kind of showed up in a really real and concrete way for him that day. What a beautiful so, moment. Yeah. What a beautiful moment. And I know you've got got one you shared uh, with me earlier, which I thought was really fun. Yeah, my daughter Jenna, she was probably about three. It's just a, a story about how they do pay attention to what, you know, we're reading Bible stories. I You know, I'm always working on growing their faith. And the teacher said, 
wow, did you talk about Noah recently? And I'm like, uh, well, yeah, we just talked about that the other day and all the animals, and we were excited about that. She goes, yeah. Well, Jenna, uh, before the enemy could go out on the playground, made sure we had to act out the story of Noah. And so everybody had to pick their animal that they were going to be, and of course there had to be two of them. Um, and so she she con- commanded the whole room and made sure That's they did awesome. the story before they had out. So I was like, Wow. I mean, that's my moment of thinking. They do pay attention to what you're talking about. And so uh, what you, the intentional times that you take are very important, even when that's it's amazing. just a Bible story that you're learning. What, <clears throat> those are just beautiful moments, right? Those yeah. are the kind oh, you like yeah. keep on your heart forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it reminded me of one, which I know, and I think you'll appreciate this, Amy, because I know you're a preacher's kid. Yes. But my daughter, um, once I was, my wife and I were away for a wedding, uh, a on location uh, wedding, and uh, I was privileged to officiate. And that, that's really what they knew is mom and dad had gone away for a wedding, and dad was like marrying a couple. And my mother came to watch the kids and spend the weekend with them. And I think they were probably maybe seven and four, our two daughters, and they're now 17 and, and about to be 15. And um, my oldest daughter commanded uh, and set up an entire wedding with all the stuffed animals. And uh, the little sister and everybody had a part. And the funny part my mom told me is that she was, she said, I'm, and I'm going to be the prime minister. So she was the prime minister of this wedding that I guess had become a royal wedding. Uh, And so I thought, do you think that she didn't understand that? But she knew the term prime minister, which I thought was hilarious. So my, my, my mom took, uh, took, I think she took pictures of it and everything to share. This is funny story of our, our kids. Acting out, modeling mm-hmm. what they what they what they saw, and uh, of course, mm-hmm. it was a really proud moment for me that she understood like mm-hmm. how important it was to to do that. Just just mm-hmm. amazing thing. Kids really do watch what we do, and they emulate what we do. There's a wonderful quote I just uh, heard recently from Brene Brown that said, "You know, we often think it's our role as parents to toughen our kids to face a cruel and heartless world, when our role is to help our kids make the world a little less." cruel and less heartless. And that that's good parenting. And it's parenting with love. And that's what we're talking about this whole month in worship is this principal ethic of love, uh, a resurrection. Uh, it, it, that's what our senior pastor, Adam Hamilton's preaching and teaching about is what do we, how do we understand the ethic of love when it comes to certainly romantic relationships, but uh, our, our children, our parents, our neighbors, um, our enemies, uh, our, our coworkers, um, I feel like kids get this better than most, right? They they remind us what's important. Um, I just think that's amazing. Um, I know that you you both had some some thoughts, some other thoughts you might want to share with parents, just as a parent and as a, a kids minister of of what you'd want them to know. Would you share that now? Yeah, uh, the big thing I would say is just to remember to give yourself grace. You're not going to do everything perfectly, as we've talked about, but you can be intentional in taking the moments to be there for your kids, to be fully present with them. Uh, when you're not, you miss out on some great opportunities, just like you were talking about your daughter and uh, in awe of the sunset. Um, they are in awe and wonder at this age. And so and they really lead the way. Um, they can teach you how to love and are accepting of everyone. So by creating those intentional moments, moments, you're going to experience and see those things that make a huge difference in your child's life. Oh, that's great insight. That's great insight. Jennifer? Yeah, I think um, one of the one of the things when I look back on raising my son was um, that I 
needed to give myself some grace and know that I, I didn't have all the answers and that's okay. And even when you're you're working with your kids or teaching them things and they ask you questions about God or the Bible, it's okay to say, I don't know, let's find this out together and to learn things together and um, just to carve out time every day to make those things important and let some of the other things go that you look back on and say, you know, maybe it wasn't so important that we had dinner done at a certain time or we followed a schedule or um yeah just to give yourself some grace and to again make that intentional time the most important thing in your day so that reminds me of a bible story um i haven't ever really thought of it as a parenting story until this moment which is uh mary and martha yeah um maybe maybe in our parenting right uh, mary and martha sisters who encountered christ into their home and mary was sitting at the feet of Christ and Martha was in the kitchen preparing and Martha was frustrated with her sister who wasn't taking it seriously yet Mary was well taking it seriously in the sense of being with Jesus and so it was this beautiful they're both great people who were trying to be the best thing for their God who had come to see them um, and uh, and Jesus says you know let's this is the moment where we recognize do what Mary's doing spending time with me um, that's the most important thing when we think about our kids, right? Is spending time with them, the magical and sacred moments, making that time. Uh, I know both of you have said uh, to me about leading them or allowing them to lead in the moment to mm-hmm. allow their curiosity. Uh, what, what more would you say about that, Amy? I would say, um, as I said, they're, they're great leaders in curiosity. They're going to notice things that you don't notice. And so uh, let them, you don't need to be confined to a certain way of doing things. You know, let them, if they're going to go down this path and want to talk and ask questions about this, even though your intentional plan was to do this, let them go that direction. And you might be surprised where you end up probably going to be a lot better than my plan. At least I know from my past experience, <laughs> my plan's not always the best plan. So. Kind of a Martha to Mary uh-huh. moment, Oh, right? my goodness, and, all the time, yeah, all the time. I, I do feel like sometimes, especially the littles, are like prophets from God. They really mm-hmm. do remind us mm-hmm. what's important because they get it for others, like your son praying for mm-hmm. his grandmother. And uh, it's just a beautiful reminder of that. I just thought that was great. The other thing you talked about was uh, intentional meal times in your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy, tell us more about that. Yeah, one of the um, things that I always try to be intentional is that we'd always sit down and have a meal together. And tried to do that all through, even in high school. It got a little crazy in high school, but I still would sit down with them individually because that's when I found out the most information uh, and just made that intentional moment for me to be with the kids. And so uh, it was just one small thing I did, but that's what I remember the most, those conversations around the dinner table with my kids, talking about the highs, the lows, uh, what had happened that day. And in the end, that that's what meant the most to my kids and to me, so yeah. I'm so glad you, you you said that. Said that now that my kids are in high school, we're in the throes of that, mm-hmm. and um, and so we did that really well when they were little. Yeah. And we just recently, in fact, uh, we're filming this on a Thursday, and tonight is our first Thursday blockout. Phones are going away, meal time, board game. And I'll, I got to tell you, it's like pulling teeth. So just know that that's how it gets to be <laughs> with with our daughters. They're kind of putting up a fight, yeah. but we're gonna we're gonna make it happen because it's that important. You've got to do that, and even if it's just one night a week, mm-hmm. to be intentional. And and I think it's about putting those screens away, and that's really hard. Mm-hmm. All of our life is built around that. Mm-hmm. With, with certainly with teenagers. Wow. Well, uh, any final words that either of you have to share that you just didn't get to share that you wanted to, that we would say to our to parents mm-hmm. that might be watching this? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just um, would like to say, um, just again, take it, give yourself lots of grace. It's all about love and it's all about kindness for kids that are that age and just embrace those moments and um, cherish them and spend spend the time with your kids doing the things that mean a lot to them and following that wonder that they have. I I would just think about um, sometimes where I might have been teaching the Christmas story, and we start talking about all the animals in the Bible story, and then a kid says, was there an elephant there? And so we get out the Bibles, and we look for elephants in the Bibles, and just like what amazing opportunities those are to teach, and um, that that's precious time that will... uh, Plant those seeds of faith in your kids' lives that will carry them through the rest of their life. And they'll always know where to come back to when times are great or times are sad. They know where to turn to, and they'll know to turn to Jesus. Yeah, that's great. And and saying, I talk a lot. I love this job so much because I get to build kids' faith foundations. Mm. And Mm. as as parents, that's what you get to do. I mean, you have this opportunity to plant the seeds you're talking about and first introduce them to the Bible and teach them some Bible words. And so you're having all these amazing experiences at a young age. You're teaching them about prayer. And so just take advantage of that and know that you're doing a good job. Parenting is not always easy. (laughs) And so take your little wins when you have them. When you have your losses, go back to the drawing board. Tomorrow's a new day. And and, uh, just forgive yourself sometimes and just know that you're good parents. You're doing a good job. You're listening to this, so you're, you're wanting <laughs> right? to learn. So I, Yeah, well said, yeah. well said. And uh, all of you now know just how amazing these two leaders are. They serve uh, our community in an amazing way. They are an incredible resource for you. If you ever have a question, don't be afraid to say, hey, Jennifer, what do you do in this scenario? Amy, what have you done in this scenario? We are here for you, and we want to be a support and a resource for you. And a few things I want you to know is uh, we've got a parenting class coming up uh, to start this new year off where I'm going to be sharing six tools. It'll be digitally uh, captured as well, so we'll be sending that out. If you sign up, you can receive that. That's one way. If you don't have a church home, we'd love to be your church family. Resurrection.church. You can find out all of our locations, broadcast, online TV, all the great programs. We truly believe that this is the best place to raise your family. And it's because of people like uh, Amy and Jennifer. So on behalf of our faith community, thank you for your service to the kingdom. Thank you for caring so much about what Jesus cares about, the littlest among us uh, who need our care, protection, love, and to be shaped to lessen the cruelty and heartlessness of our world, to make it a better place. We're so glad you're here today. So glad you tuned in. If you found this helpful, share it with some friends uh, as we continue in our walk together. Again, thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Jason.